Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie. Hi, friend. Angie Austin here. Welcome to the Good News, joined by two of the Good News gals, Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life, and Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America 2004, retired te- music teacher and also speaker. And Beatrice is a speaker as well. We're all speakers. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Hello, Angie. Hello, Michelle. Good to be with oh, you all today. Good day. Good day. It's so fun to touch base with all of you. And yes. uh, Beatrice is also an author. An author. Oh, yeah. How could I forget that? I've got, a, I've got so yeah. many things to remember you guys do. <laughs> I know. Amen. I know. Good Amen. point. Good point. Okay. So um, Michelle does a word for the day. Uh, Beatrice normally does scripture for the day. And then I have something uh, that I'd like to get to because I think it's important because people are working from home and friendships are, are so important. And it's um, ways to make friends when you work from home, that is specifically six ways. But we'll go over several ways to make friends when you work from home because it's not as easy as you think it is as you get older. Well, maybe not for e- you, Michelle, because you're everywhere. <laughs> but um, oh, my goodness. Every time she's with a group of her best friends, it's like 12 oh. new people I've never seen. <laughs> oh, gosh. A little exaggeration, but I appreciate your effort here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's uh, start with uh, you, Michelle, because your word is cling. And I think of that cling wrap. And so what are we talking right. about regarding cling? Well, I just realized the other day um, that I, I don't. You can tell how often I do my laundry, but I was taking the clothes out of the dryer and there was this one tiny little thingamajig that literally I could not shake free. It just it just clung to my hand. And you and I have talked a while back about sticky and we talked about Velcro and obviously cling is very similar. So I, I, I love Words. I love the words and, and the different meanings that they have. And I looked up the meaning and learned that cling means to adhere to, to stick like glue, to press against. And static cling is the first thing that comes to mind for me. And that's just some kind of electrical attraction that gets hold of something. And it won't let go. It sticks to you. You cannot unstick it. And if you try to brush it off, it jumps right back on and it clinks. So therefore, uh, well, thinking of our own lives and my lives, how many times have I clung to something in my past life Mm. that I for healthy reasons, should really truly be let go. Should I should release it. But it just sticks to me. It clings to me like static clinging. The minute I think about it, it just jumps right back on me. So situations from the past that, hmm. that make me angry or sad and depressed, and sure, I bring up those times with my little spouse and I'll say seven years ago don't you remember that you did yeah 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 it was you know I cling to the past and I refuse to let it go um I just think I'm not the only one that does that so I wanted to bring out the word cling and use it in a whole different meaning and that is to cling to my lord and savior I'm going to refuse to let him go, no matter what comes in, no matter what seems to be impossible, to no matter how 
the evil one says, no, he he is not in charge. And you and I talked about control a couple of weeks ago, too. But I want to cling to him and trust him, even though I might view a situation as dire. I know he's there for me. I know he sees me. He hears me. He knows my heart. And I want those around me to be able to witness that my relationship with him is as strong as clinging. And um, that just, you know, it's just, it's not the glass half full and half empty, but I, I do think it's important that we look at what is positive and how can I trust him? How can I cling to him um, and not let go and not let go through anything? So, ta-da! <laughs> okay, I have to come away from um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, oh, wait, and I have to wait. instead. Uh-huh. I just, yeah, you could come away from that, but I was just, uh, I have a thought on what she said. I just was going to give you um, the first okay, chance well, to respond, but I, I do have a thought. I, you go it ahead. It reminded me of the fish tank fight of two thousand thirteen, and so the fish tank fight of two thousand thirteen. When I kind of brought it up, like more recently just kind of as a funny aside my husband was like what was that i go you know when i said i didn't want to get fish and you got the fish and when you're cleaning the tank you accidentally you know flush one down the toilet and then i made you race to the pet store and get another one but it was a different color and we told the kids it was just part of like you know maybe they hit the fish hit puberty or whatever it was part of the growing process that it was this new beautiful color and i said and then when the cleaning came i had said you know i don't want fish so i'm not doing any of the fish tank cleaning but then he like he said that I had to do it with the kids. And then I was like, no, I'm not. I didn't want fish. I'm not doing anything with the fish. And so it was a fish fight fight of 2013. But then he actually like restarted the fight. Well, I think it went this way. And I went, oh, I shouldn't have clung to that, Michelle. I should not have clung. That should have been buried long ago and never dug up. I know. I know. I mean, I have things from when I was early married that I can remember that he has no clue. He didn't have a clue then. He doesn't have a clue now. But you yes, guys will laugh. I my, can remember it. My mom remembers at my aunt Pam's house when I was maybe nineteen, so a long time ago, that we that everybody was going for Chinese food and they're kind of just yelling out, Okay, so we got a barbecue this and we got a sweet and sour pork and we got a beef and broccoli and a cashew chicken. All right, so everybody likes, you know, what we got or whatever. And my mom uh-huh. just a few years ago said to my brother and I, Well, you know that time we're at Aunt Pam's, no one ever asked me what I wanted for Chinese food. And I'm like, You have got to be kidding me. And my brother said, Well, were there some dishes that you liked that we purchased because we're getting something for she said yes he goes well then you were happy right but that's my mom's way of setting herself up to be a victim by not saying anything and i could mm-hmm. not believe sure that i don't sure. even remember the day i don't remember yeah. the food i don't remember who was there but i'm just astounded right. at how people can remember something they see yep. as an affront in detail mm-hmm. from you know 30 years ago yep mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bless your heart. I like that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Mimi, and I call Michelle Mimi, she yes. has opened yes. up a can of worms today. Uh-oh. Okay. And, and so I have to switch from Jeremiah 29 and 11 to Philippians, the third chapter. And I'm going to read verses 12 and 13. And it says, okay. not as though I had already attained Either were already perfect, but I follow after if they if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Behold, 
I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are Mm. behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. And I'm going to have to read verse 14 for it says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And the reason it struck me when she when she said about clinging to stuff, Mm -hmm. okay, that, that happened in our past. How can we move forward in the things that God has for us to do if we're holding on to that stuff that's behind us, that's keeping us in a place in which we can't even get victory? We can't get healing. We can't get wholeness. We can't even get salvation because we're clinging on to that stuff. And we're saying, well, I have to hold on to this because this is who I am. And and, and that's what it meant to me. And, And if I give it up, then I might have to do something different. Well, guess what, baby? You might need to do something different instead of having all that anger and hatred and bitterness by clinging to all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. What if you, like Angie said, cling to Jesus? Mm -hmm. Okay. Cling to this new paradigm, this new dynamic in your life so that you can move forward doing the things that God has said for you to do. Because after all, and, and now I will go back into Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. If you keep holding on to that stuff that's behind you, you're not going to reach the expected end that God has planned for you. And mm. see, we as a people. We are such a clingy, a cling to the past type of people. And like like uh, Michelle was saying, you know, 30, 50 years ago when she and her husband probably were dating and he did something and she goes back and said, well, you remember when you did that right there? And I didn't yeah. like it because you made me feel less than. And he's like, what thing? Because, you know, men don't remember stuff like women do. They just don't. Right. Right. Okay, and Angie with the fish tank. Well, I'm not cleaning that fish tank because I don't want. I ain't want fish in the first place. And then her husband starts up, and she's like, "Well, dog, no, I didn't mean it. Like I didn't want all this stuff to happen." Well, guess what? When we cling to stuff like that, we can't move forward in the stuff that God has for us yes. for such a time as this, so that we can walk in levels of excellence that we're supposed to. If we keep holding on and clinging to that mess. We will never make it to the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus for our lives. Oh. Amen. Amen. And so many times we don't even realize we're hanging on to it. Yes. No. It, no, we, it, I thought it'd be funny kind of to bring up. It was not funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. um, give us um, the title of your book that I always ask you for that makes me giggle. <laughs> get over yourself. Get over yourself. Get out of your own way and get what you want out of life. And <laughs> get over yourself and let go of the past. Yes. I just love that. There you because, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just, yeah. Get, get over yourself. Let go of the past. Like, and also, I think we think we're too important. You know, oh, we yeah. are so selfed up. I love that term. Come on. It's being giggle. That we think mm-hmm. everything done to us is of utmost importance and it's personal. And generally, yes. it wasn't personal. Everybody else is full of themselves, too. And we mm-hmm. need to stop mm-hmm. being so full of ourselves and thinking every affront is about us and hanging mm-hmm. on to things so long because it isn't important and we're not all that our energy should mm-hmm. not be spent on thinking about why we're so important and we shouldn't be done wrong and our energy should be spent on doing positive things every day to make others feel good and to not be like the person that offended right. us 
That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. And see, when we do that, when we consciously, okay, allow ourselves to forgive and to let stuff go, how much bigger a person are we than that thing we were trying to hold on to and those people that are still holding on to that stuff? Mm-hmm. And see, oftentimes we think that forgiveness means that you go back into whatever situation or relationship and stuff like that and you start all over again. No, not necessarily. Sometimes forgiveness means that you move forward from that relationship. That person may have to be left behind so that you can maintain the levels of wholeness that you need to walk in so that you can be the full person that God has called and created you to be. Now, that doesn't mean that you're still angry with that person or or with that thing that happened. It just means that you have decided to take the higher road so that you can move forward in the the fullness of what God has called you to be and wholeness within yourself. Because when we don't forgive, guess what? It's like a cancer on the inside of us, not Mm -hmm. the other person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I just want to say that uh, some friends are meant for a certain time in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I also think we need to be careful of letting friendships slide that Mm -hmm. could that should stay very important in our lives out of laziness or distance or whatever. And Beatrice, you kind of uh, jumped in on that one when, you know, I was all irked at her, uh, Michelle, and she was spending time like out of the state when, you know, she's moved around a lot the last few years. Right. And so I was all irked, you know, and uh, actually, this is a great time to take a break and you can see why I was irked. And then we're going to talk about and how she I don't know how she knew but she fixed it. Um, Anyway, when we come back, we're going to talk about ways to make friends when you work remotely, you know, from home or when you get older in general, because it's not as easy as it was in school. And we'll talk about why you should keep those important friendships, even when it is difficult. We'll be right back with the good news. Boulder is tuned to the mighty 670 KLT Denver. You just bought a new car, and it's everything you dreamed of and more. But you have so many memories with your old car, it almost feels like a family member. So you want to make sure it goes to a good home. You'll feel comfortable knowing when you donate your car to ARC Thrift Stores, you're giving to a good cause. You can donate anything with wheels, even motorcycles. And when you donate your vehicle, you get a tax deduction. It feels so good to give back. As you say farewell to your old vehicle, rest assured that your donation is making a difference by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Donate your car to ARC Thrift Stores today. Visit arcthrift.com for more information about the car donation program. That's arcthrift.com, where your good memories of that old car can become new ones for people with disabilities. the good news with Angie Austin, Beatrice Bruno and Michelle Ron and we were just talking about friendships and uh, why you know some are just for a certain time in your life but then others we get lazy or there's distance and we let a really great friendship fall by the wayside when we shouldn't we should make the effort and uh, Beatrice after she lost her husband she traveled a lot and was trying to find her calling right now she's uh, way out uh, towards Virginia Beach but she was in Washington she was in Texas and we are very good friends 
friends, Michelle, Ron as well, the three of us were part of the Good News Gals team on the Good News, and we saw each other multiple times a week sometimes. And then I didn't see Michelle, uh, I'm sorry, pardon me, Michelle, I didn't see Beatrice for quite some time. And I was like irked with her, like she's one of my best friends and like nothing, like mm-hmm. crickets, crickets, <laughs> I crickets. And so yeah. I was telling another friend of mine, Cindy, who also joins us on the show from time to time, I was really hurt, you know, that we had this great friendship and, you know, she kind of moved on. And then out of the blue, I get this letter from Beatrice in the mail with a stamp on it. <laughs> yeah, just talking about how important I am to her and our friendship. And I called Cindy. I'm like, did you call Beatrice? She said, no. <laughs> she said, I didn't say a word. And so and then I said mm-hmm. to Beatrice, I said, how did you know I was irked with you? She goes, I just had a feeling something was up. So we've made an effort now to keep in touch or text, yeah. call, you know, do these interviews on the radio. Because even though there's distance, it's a, a friendship that's meaningful, valuable, that's worth keeping, that's worth putting the effort in. And I think we get lazy sometimes and we yes. let friendships fall by the wayside that we could really, you know, we could both benefit from at some point in our life when like we might really need each other. That's very true. And, you know, when that happened, when that situation occurred, um, it had dawned on me because I had lost contact with a lot of folk, not because I was mad at anybody or anything like that. I was really trying to find me. I yeah, really grieving. Was. I get that. Yes, and grieving. Sure. And so um, Angie is one of my best, best friends. And I, I just um, I felt led by the spirit to just write her a letter for real, because when you write stuff through an email or through text message or Facebook private messages and stuff, it's OK. But when you see something come in the mail with your name on it and a stamp on it, you're like, wait a minute. Whoa. No, girl, you are talking to the queen of Hallmark, Michelle Ron. She buys cards. They're coming out of her ears. I do love them. Yeah. Amen. And so that's what I I knew that I treasured Angie's friendship. And so when I talk about leaving things behind, okay, Angie is not one of those that I want to leave behind. She's one of my greatest friends and my greatest cheerleaders that I want to take with me as long as God says, because our relationship is important. When I go and see her and see her family, her kids hug on me. Okay. Now I'm not Mm going to say that they hug on everybody. Because they don't, mm-hmm. but they hug on me, okay? Oh. Because we have built that relationship. When my husband passed, she brought her kids to the house. They hugged on me. They just mm. loved on me, okay? Mm-hmm. And that means something to me. Now, I, I'm trying I'm try to get co- close to Mark, her husband and stuff, but we hug every once in a while when I see him. Oh, but, you know, he's, he's not as close as, as Angie and I are. Now, um, yeah. Michelle, I <laughs> talked about... When Beatrice's husband passed away and we found out when she left the show that day, she got a call Mm. and she raced to the hospital and she sent a text to all of us that one of my proudest moments was how you and all of the good news gals, like the proudest moment of my show is that we were all there for her and that you went straight to Mm. the hospital and you Mm -hmm. were waiting with Mm -hmm. her before any family arrived. And it was Mm. just when she went through that, it showed me the bonds that we had as Christian women coming together for this program that we had built together. And it was really that's when I kind of felt like some real worth in the program that we really had mm-hmm. built something right. that could benefit right. a friend who was really in a lot of pain. Yeah, exactly. And every one of us goes through some something and God put us where we needed each other and to honor him and to give strength and to show love. And that's, mm-hmm. that's basically it. And, and, None of us thought about it ahead of time. It was just, it was, it was what, what he gave us at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. I love that. All right. So um, I do want to talk and we've got plenty of time for this. I, I wanted to introduce the topic of, um, you know, making friends when you're older. And I do tend to stay home a lot. I work from home now and have actually before even COVID. I work mostly from home. And <clears throat> I thought about you know, volunteer work, I think, is a really great. Like you, you both speak and Michelle, you speak and, you know, locally. So you probably meet a ton of people that way. Uh, but I think like volunteering, getting involved with like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Make-A-Wish Foundation, Habitat for Humanity, ARC, you know, Goodwill, Volunteers of America. That's a good one, by the way, Volunteers of America. Oh, the Denver Rescue Mission. But VOA, if you have kids, they'll actually give you some family volunteer opportunities that maybe some other organizations won't let you get the little kids involved. Right, mm. right. And the volunteer and, and volunteering with organizations takes time. It is a commitment. It's not yes. just a one-time thing. Yes. And so I think that it's real important that w- where is our passion? Where is the passion and what is it that, that w- the blessings that God has given us, what can we use those blessings to further in what type of volunteer organization? Now, um, expanding your interest was another one. Oh, and I love what Beatrice did. She saw something on her like community Facebook page and an elderly woman that didn't have any kids needed help moving. And she didn't know her, just um, got her pickup truck, went over and moved some stuff. And that actually opened some doors for Beatrice to maybe get some work, you know, running errands for the senior lady and some of the people in her facility. Yeah, sure. Great. And also to speak at the senior facility, too. Oh, that's nice. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I love that. It, uh, Michelle Again, does a lot. God of, opens the door. Yeah. Opens the door. Yeah. Michelle does a lot to of us that. To make the choice. Mm-hmm. All right. Expanding your that. interests. I like this. Um, whether you join a hobby club, take a class. Like we have a book club in our neighborhood where you can kind of meet the neighbors, even if you haven't read, you know, the book per se. And they talk as well in this article about, you know, getting active. Remote workers spend most of their time, you know, sitting at home. And I found when I took my mom to the silver sneakers classes or any of the uh-huh. senior classes at our gym, how friendly right. they were. And they're like, oh, you stand over here and oh, you need a blue band. And oh, let me exactly. get the step for you and this, that and the other. And they were so welcoming. I couldn't believe it. But that's a great group. Great yes. Group. But sometimes you guys, you have to break the ice. I did take my mom to. Um, the pottery class or was it uh, yeah mm-hmm. it was pottery at uh, and it was like a six week class and it's very mm-hmm. boy that's a lot more involved in that than I thought it's a lot of work and I had to walk around a lot for my mom and get things and you know squeeze her clay out on the little presser mm-hmm. or whatever anyway sure. um, that they did not welcome us with open arms because the same group of people always take the class together and we had mm-hmm. taken two of the spots and so when yep. I walked in and then somebody said like you know where's Maxine and Gilda and then she's like well yeah. the class was full and so then I went oh that's probably why we're getting the cold shoulder so I stood up in the okay. class right I go hi my name's Angie this is my mom Shirley she's 80 and I wanted to get her out of the house Good. and so I dragged her here to make some friends all right and I will say to you that that happened with my mother-in-law when we moved her with us and then we moved her into an assisted living and I remember distinctly I was with her when uh, we went down to dinner the first night that she was there and we we saw two empty chairs we went over to sit and they said no 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 that that's Hilda and Gertrude's seats or whatever but it was truly eye-opening for me it was like junior high it was like junior high and and they were assigned you know as if they were assigned seats so it 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 sometimes sometimes 
in our age, it takes um, effort to move forward and say, well, you know, it's nice that they sit there. Can I pull up another chair and join you or whatever? whatever. You have to be brave. Like I was just like, oh, I'm going to speak up and I'm going to be loud enough that they can't ignore us and that I'm going to just, yeah. And I think a lot of people won't do that. They're more meek and they'll just kind of, normally I actually would just kind of sit there and do my thing. I don't care if they welcome me, but I cared for my mom. Right. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Of course. So good for you. What's next? Beatrice, do you have yeah, any? Um, do you have any ways that you have um, made? Because well, one of the things is like joking around, um, kidding or, or kidding around, like being like uh, wherever you go, kind of like making. I don't know. Just you're you're very funny. And so, mm-hmm. how have you? Um, they talk about humor in this article about making friends when you're older and when you're also working remotely. What have you done to make new friends there in uh, the Virginia Beach area? Well, you know, my neighbors are, um, I think I'm probably the youngest or next to the youngest here really? in my neighborhood. Yeah, um, they're they're older. Um, but what I did was... More experience. I, Michelle doesn't like yeah, older. Thank you. More experience. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. More experience. <laughs> yes, thank you. Got it. But when I, when I got here, um, I don't like going to, to closed doors. So I waited until I'd see somebody in their yard. And I'd walk up to their yard and say, excuse me, hi, I'm Beatrice. I'm your new next door neighbor. And they would look at me and say, oh, hi, how you doing? And that took away the threat, you know, from me standing on their doorstep and what have you. And I have made some wonderful friends. I I have a a group of five houses around me. And we whenever I leave town, somebody is going to call me and say, when are you coming home? We've been watching your home, you know, <laughs> and it's just so sweet, you know, or uh, we saw a package on your front step. Is it okay for us to get it for you? Okay. Cause we know you're not coming home for a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's the way I've made friends by just waiting for people to come out in their yards. And then a the little chick down the street, she has chickens and she came out when I was talking to my next door neighbor, she said, hi, I, I just wanted to meet you and just wanted to know, would you like fresh eggs every once in a while? And I said, absolutely. Wow. Just bring them on over. Oh, that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that, I love mm-hmm. that. And I sent, I feel that as well when, uh, you know, it's colder here than where you are right now, Beatrice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when it, it's starting to warm up and we're really excited, it's going to be in the 70s, 70 to 75 over um, like the next week or thereabouts after, mm-hmm. um, you know, the next day or two. And so my husband said, oh, we can get outside and you know, work on the lawn. And that's when we see people again. Like I sure, haven't seen like sure. one of my neighbors since swim team last summer. I mean, I might wave at her when mm-hmm. she's in the car. But once we get outside, like that is so fun. So get outside, get active, get in those exercises exercise classes and you know socializing through social media that can actually grow into other groups Mm -hmm. i found um a friend of mine who is actually um in rachel was mentioning rachel main so she's friends with you guys Mm -hmm. too that there was like i'm like how are you dating she's like i don't like these websites but there's a really neat thing where you can like do these activities together like hiking Mm -hmm. or horseback riding or going to the cherry creek reservoir or whatever it may be and it's more like an active networking socializing hey you might meet somebody you like group Mm-hmm. Good. That's good. good. Okay. And church, church yes. activities too. For, yeah, and I was just thinking of my church ages. singles group. Yeah. Right. Right. Not so, currently. I'm not looking. I was not currently. I'm good right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, very happy with my dude, uh, my husband. Yes. All right. So, Beatrice, I want to make sure people know how to reach you, uh, find your books, uh, reach out to you if they want you uh, to help them write a book, because you also do that Amen. and uh, speak. And so how do they reach you? DrillSergeantOfLife.com or Beatrice at DrillSergeantOfLife.com. And she will fly back out here to Colorado to do yes, a speaking event. All right. Yeah. Yes, All right. right. Michelle speaks for MOPS groups, senior groups, women's groups. What other groups do you speak for? Oh, gosh. Wherever God has me, I would love it. I would love it. So I take the the uh, the knowledge and the, the task of MichelleAron.com. MichelleAron.com. And you can find our show and reach out to me if you have any questions or if you want to build your business and advertise with us. That is AngieAustin.org. AngieAustin.org. Thank you both, ladies. Love you. Love you. Thank God you. bless love you. Love you. Make a great choice. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit